Both of these depict the same thing. That's what they call the times of the Gentiles. I want to preach for the help of God descending on it's later than you think. Amen. <clears throat> Open your Bibles, please. Turn to Luke chapter 21. Read verse 24. Okay. I was looking for my water. <clears throat> Thank you, my brother. Hope your reward's great in heaven for that. The Bible says you give a cup of cold water. In the name of the Lord, you won't lose your reward. I know you enjoyed the York family. God bless you. You touched my heart. It's good to have people that can sing. And the heart's in it. And the music's right. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have a better use for contemporary music. Not one bit. I still like the old-fashioned way. By the grace of God, I ain't going to change. Amen. Well, I'm delighted to be here. I need your prayers. Some of you are aware of the fact that that COVID nearly killed me about years ago. If you have the COVID as bad as Brother Doug's daddy, Dr. Larry Rains, myself have it, then you have a tendency to have vertigo real bad, and I've got it bad. And I'm conscious of the fact that I've got that vertigo right now as I stand here to try to preach. But I'm not going to complain God's grace is sufficient. I'm just glad God spared me. A lot of people died. From it. We had two in our church to die from the COVID. But my time ago, I thank you, Lord. Praise God, I still want to do something for Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Luke 21, 24. <clears throat> Jesus said, and they come out the Jews. They shall fall by the edge of the sword. That happened, that happened in 70 AD. Not too long after Jesus suffered and died on the cross, shed his blood and make atonement for our sin. They shall fall by the edge of the sword, shall be led away captive in all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Notice it says until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. That's what this represents. The times of the Gentiles from the time it started with the Babylonian Empire, which the head of gold represents, all the way down to the feet and ten toes. 
If we can determine where we're at in this metallic man this evening, then we can know at least something of the general time in which Jesus is going to come back. You can't know the specific time. Now, the Bible said you won't know the day nor the hour, but we know something of the general time. Now, I'll come back to that later. <clears throat> Turn to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Verse 1. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams where the spirit was troubled and sleep break from him. And I don't take time to read all this. I'll just summarize. But no one in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom could tell the description of the dream, much less the interpretation thereof. But it was a man by the name of Daniel the prophet who told him what the description of the dream was, which is found, by the way, in verse 31 through 35. And then the interpretation of the dream is found in verse 36 and following. See, what Nebuchadnezzar saw was something like this. I'm going to have a brief word of prayer with you, and I'm going to bind this message. Would you please pray in your heart, or you can pray out loud, or however you I don't care how you pray, just pray. I need your prayers. I really do. God, now Father and our God in heaven, God, thank you for the privilege to put. Father in heaven, I thank you, God, who hears and answers pray. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be here. Thank you for this camp meeting. Thank for each one that's here. See to it that everyone's come and get spiritual help. God, speak to hearts. Father, please God. First one, they lost in Jesus' name. Save that soul right here tonight. Please continue to bless. Start this whole meeting. Tell every man of God who stands here to preach with another poor thy spirit. God, we're conscious, conscious of the fact that power belongs unto God that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, such the Lord. So God, heaven the Holy Ghost right now. Give me a fresh oil from heaven. You can have the honor and glory for everything you do. Oh, please, God. Speak our hearts and not just our heads. Got us to realize how late it is in this dispensation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Before I get into this message, I want to share some things by way of introduction to you. I know some of you probably just like myself. I've been wondering why. Why would a country's own president want to bring the country down? And they want to do that. That president up yonder, those Democrats, them socialists, they want to bring this country down. That's the reason why it infuriates them for Donald Trump to say we want to make America great again. That's not what they want. They don't want America to be great. You say, what do they want? They want a one world government. That's what they want. And that's where we're headed. We can preach against it. We can fight it. But we're not going to be able to stop it because the word of God explicitly teaches there will be a one world government in the end of time and the leader will be the Antichrist. Not too many years ago, I was listening to Henry Kissinger. And he made a statement I've never forgotten. He said, we, talk about the nations. He said, we're going to have to come together if we're going to survive. Then in the Persian Gulf War in 1991, George Bush Sr., that is, said the crisis in the Middle East is bringing about a new world order. They were both talking about the same thing. One world government. You see the reason why they don't want America to be great? They want to destroy our sovereignty. They want a one world government. They believe that's the only way we're going to survive. I wrote this down. A conservative man, I don't think he's a Christian, said this. When one considers the problems now facing humanity, including the Middle East, terrorism, overpopulation, starvation, pollution, famine, national, international crime, war, cyber warfare, and economic instability, it is entirely reasonable that numbers of people will come to believe that such problems can be solved only on a, only on a global level. So that's where we're headed. You hear a lot of talk about globalism. Same thing. One world government. I want to share with you two, what I believe to be two of the most significant signs of second coming that I know of. One of them is the restoration of the nation of Israel. 
The other one is the reunification of Europe. They're happening right before our eyes. Don't you get out of heart? Don't you get discouraged? We may be going home before you know it. A lot of things in this Bible makes people believe Jesus is coming back soon. Very soon. Woo! Even so, come Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Something to shout about, amen. Woo! Hallelujah. I ain't looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. You know, one of the reasons why people want a one world government because they're so afraid that we're going to get in a, eventually going to get in a nuclear war and there ain't going to be nobody left alive to tell it. That's the nightmare of a lot of leaders of the countries. You see, all the explosives used on both sides of World War I, one, World War II equal three megatons. Now we have what you call a hundred megaton bombs. We have them, Russia has them, I guess China too. You say, what in the world would a hundred megaton bomb do? You detonate a hundred megaton bomb just above the surface of the earth and the scientists claim it blind everybody looking in, in that direction from 300 miles away. And the scientists claim that a 100 megaton bomb has so much power until you take one of the bombs that we dropped on Japan back in the war, if you were to detonate one of those bombs every day for 13 years, it would equal a 100 megaton bomb. That's how powerful it is. Like a scientist told a preacher I heard a number of times back years ago, he was a great preacher, great pulpiteer, R.G. Lee. The scientists told him, said, Dr. Lee, we're in danger of global cremation. <clears throat> they claim that there's enough nuclear weapons in this world to destroy everything on planet Earth for alive a hundred times over. So there are leaders of the countries, there are leaders of the countries that are scared to death that we're going to get in a nuclear war and everyone will be annihilated. Well, stick with the boat. I don't know what will happen between now and the rapture. I don't know whether we'll have a nuclear war or not, but I know one thing. We're not going to have a war that will destroy everybody between now and the rapture. 
because the Bible plainly says that there was a number which no man could number. It comes out of the great tribulation period. And John says, which be these? And the elder said, these be they which came out of great tribulation. Males upon top of males will be saved during the tribulation period. There are those who have not heard. Those who have heard, read 2 Thessalonians 2, they don't get another chance. God's going to send them strong delusions. They should be alive. They're still alive down in Christ. That, that they all might be damned who held the truth and unrighteousness. If you're lost and the rapture takes place tonight and you've heard the gospel, you can hang it up. It's over for you. God doesn't give a second chance. Hell to be your eternal home if you don't get saved. Let's hurry to look at the restoration of the nation of Israel, the first sign, then the second sign of reunification of Europe, and then I'll be done. In 1917, there was a man by the name of James Balfour. Issued the Balfour Declaration, encouraging British consent to allow the Jews to return to the homeland. <clears throat> so they started going home. By May 1948, when they raised that flag with the six-point star David on it over that nation for the first time in over 2,000 years, some 650,000 Jews had returned from 120 nations, speaking, speaking 83 different languages. God said they'd go home. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I've tried to study so much on prophecy over the years, do prophetic conferences, until every time I get talking about them Jews, something on me inside of me starts doing cartwheels. <laughs> See, God's not through with the Jew whom he foreknew, Paul said. So in 1948, when he raised that flag, there were six Arab nations attacked. Those Jews had an untrained army, poor weapons. Oh, Italian-made weapons, only two airplanes. But I give you one guess as to who the won the war, same ones who've won it ever since then. There are not enough Arabs, there are not enough Muslims, there are not enough Catholics, there are not enough communists in the world to destroy God's chosen people, the Jews. You destroy them, you'll make a lie this Bible, and you can forget that. Got to turn the whole Middle East upside down before you make a lot of one verse in this Bible. We have a more sure word of prophecy, Simon Peter said. Woo, hallelujah. Old skeptic said, you preachers always talking about heaven and earth going to pass away. Where you going to be standing when heaven and earth pass away? This Baptist preacher said, I'll be standing where I've always stood. I'll be standing on the Word of God. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. That's a good place to stand, praise God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This King James Bible is the Word of God. Yeah. 
I like what Dr. Harold B. Silas said. He said, if you don't have a King James Bible, you need to go buy your Bible because you don't have one. So that was the war in 1967. I got saved in 66. When that war broke out in 67, I thought Jesus was coming any minute. Because the Bible plainly says, Jerusalem shall be trodden down the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And here, for the first time, again, in over 2,000 years, those Jews took the old city of Jerusalem. They didn't mobilize to the last minute. War didn't last but six days. That war that we fought over in Vietnam that cost some 50,000 boys of our boys their life lasted 19 years. What a shame. I was supposed to have gone and fought in that war, but when we had our physical in Atlanta, Georgia, it turned me down because I'm nearly deaf. You go read Oliver North, who fought in the Vietnam War. You go read his books. I read one of his books twice and the other one once. You know what he said about that war? He said, what a waste. What a waste. Crookedness in Washington. Crooked politics. We still got it. I wouldn't vote for that man up there for dog catcher. He ain't got enough sense to get out of a shower rain. Amen. What a shame. That war in 1967, there were Arabs running around there hollering, death to the Jews, death to the Jews, death to the Jews. Some of those same Arabs ended up parked in the hot desert sand trying to get away from them Jews. Some old liberal news reporter says, those Egyptians are closing in on those Jews like a noose, about to choke them to death. I wonder where that noose is at this evening. Then that it was the war in 1973. It was observed one of their annual feast days, Yom Kippur. The Arabs caught them by surprise. It looked like it looked like at one time that the Jews might lose that war, but oh no. We came to the rescue. President Nixon sent arms over there. But they didn't have to have them. 
I loved reading static. I was full of books and stuff, and I read material in magazines. And you remember Nixon called a national alert? He was scared to death was going to get a new nuclear war because them Jews had already pulled some of the jet bombers out on the runway loaded down with 13 nuclear bombs and it already opened up some of the missile silos. You say, push it? You mean they got the atomic bomb? Yes. One report I read said they got some 200, another one said 300. That's enough to blow up the entire Middle East. You ought to do whatever he has to do to keep that nation afloat that this Bible might be fulfilled. Woo! Hallelujah. He was so come, Lord Jesus. You say, you mean to tell me you believe them Jews would use atomic bomb in this day and age? In a heartbeat. Somebody asked some of them Jewish officials, said, what you going to do if Saddam Hussein uses those biological and chemical weapons on your people? Boy, they didn't hesitate to say, we'll turn Baghdad into a sea of molten glass. You won't do that with a scud muscle. There's no doubt in my mind they'll use them. They're not going to sit back and let in the mouth. They're not going to sit back and let Iran and Russia and some of them destroy them. They're not going to do that. They won't do it. Then there was the war in 1982. We're talking about the first most significant sign of the second coming. That's the restoration of the nation of Israel. 1982, Israel's intelligence agent said, we knew something was going on in the area of Sidon, Sidon, Lebanon. But they didn't know the extent of it until they got there. When they got there, they found miles and miles of underground hallways and compartments. They found whole fleets of helicopters, acres and acres of tanks and surface-to-air muscles. One Port said enough arms to arm half a million soldiers. Another one said enough arms to arm a million soldiers. Well, who were going to buy all those arms? The PLOs only had some 25,000 in uniform. I tell you exactly who was going to buy them. Russia was. They found some documentary material in one of those compartments. You guessed it, it was written in Russian. And here's what it said. Russia was going to take Saudi Arabia and Georgia, Jordan. Syria, Libya, and the pillows were going to take Israel. You know what that sounds like? It sounds almost like Ezekiel 38 and 39. You won't read, you won't read the word Russia in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but you'll read about Magog, and Magog migrated into the land that's presently known as Russia. Yes, sometime in the future, Russia and Iran, some of the other Muslim countries, they're going to invade Israel, but they're going to march to the graveyard.
They spent months and months hauling some $2 billion worth of Russian arms out of Lebanon back in this one. Hey, but one way you explain all this, and that's God in this Bible. Yep. Then there was a Persian Gulf War in 1991. Saddam Hussein wanted to establish a base in Kuwait from which he could divide us and our allies. United States of America, United States of Europe, and destroyed the nation of Israel. But when he fired his first gun missile at Israel, he's fighting a losing battle. Because God said in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, I'll bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse them that curse thee. Talk about Abraham and his descendants, the Jews. You go do your homework. God's always blessed countries in proportion to the way they treated his chosen people, the Jews. So America's telling Israel's side. That fellow, Benjamin Netanyahu, would come over here and run for president, I'd vote him. <laughs> I like him. I <clears throat> hope he gets saved someday. I hate to see people like that go to hell. Then I was at war. Up there in Lebanon, that old leader up there, that old health bolton leader, he said, we're going to turn Lebanon into an Israeli graveyard. Well, they didn't do it yesterday, they didn't do it today, and they ain't going to do it tomorrow. And I need to hurry up and get on. We just talked about the restoration of the nation of Israel. Next, the reunification of Europe. By the, by the way, these things are coming together simultaneously. Oh, yeah. Lift up your head for your redemption. Draw it nigh, this Bible says. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Hadn't been that long ago. 1957. Six nations came together in Europe as a result of a treaty called the Treaty of Rome. We laugh about this Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great big paw. All the king's horses, all the king's men could not put Humpty back together again. You know what that's originally talking about? Trying to put Rome back together. That's what that's talking about. But what they're talking about, we're seeing happen right before our eyes. That was Charlemagne's dream. That was Winston Churchill's dream. That was Napoleon's dream to put Europe back together again. And we're seeing it happen. Glory to God. So in 1957, six nations came together. 1973, there were nine nations in the European Union. January 1st, 1981, Greece was sworn in. 1986, Spain and Portugal was sworn in. 1975, no, I mean 1995, Austria, Finland, Sweden joined. 2004, 10 nations that year alone joined. 2007, 
Romania and Bulgaria joined the European Union. You know, talking about them Jews. Some one million Russian Jews vacillated over returning to the homeland. And by the year 2000, some one million Russian Jews have returned to the homeland. Woo! God said they'd go home. Amen. You see them Jews going home, you better get ready. We're going home. If you're saved, if you ain't saved, you're going to get left behind. Now I'll show you something I'll be done. That's one of the best parts of the message to me. In Daniel chapter 2. <clears throat> Daniel gave the description of the dream. Then the interpretation there. Oh. Head of gold represented Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian power. Arms and chest of silver represented the middle person empire. Metal and thighs of brass represented the Grecian empire. Legs of iron represented the Roman empire. Feet and ten toes represents the revived Roman empire. Now here's, here's what I want you to see and I'll be done. Look at Daniel. 2.44 And in the days of these kings symbolized by the feet and ten toes now or the ten horns on that fourth beast found in Daniel 7 In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom well, you know what that is. That's the millennial reign of Christ. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in peace and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Notice it said, in the days of these kings, not after the days of these kings. A lot of difference between the there's a lot of difference between the preposition in and the preposition after. After would put Jesus coming back right here. Right here. In put Jesus coming back right here. Woo! You know where me and you are living? We're not living in the days. Symbolized by the head of gold, the arms and chest of silver, the belly and thighs of brass, the legs of iron. You and I are living in the days symbolized by the feet and ten toes. In the days of these kings, that puts Jesus coming back right there. Even so, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Later than you think. What would happen to you if Jesus were to come back tonight? Would you go to heaven or would you get left behind? Oh, so sad. So sad. See so many people lost without God. Going to hell. Going to get left behind when Jesus comes back. 
I begged God every day. I said, oh, God, please save the millions in this country lost without God going to hell and around the world. I see people die without God and go to hell. Daddy, mama, husband, wife, boys and girls, if Jesus comes back, comes back tonight and you're not saved, you're going to get left behind. Then you're going through the awful tribulation period and will probably die in the tribulation period. Then you'll spend eternity in hell without God. I'm through preaching with you standing your feet. Musicians will come. I'm going to have a word of prayer with you. Some of you may want to come and alter what I'm praying. You say, well, preacher, I'm already saved. I know I'm not going to get left behind. Well, what about your children and grandchildren? Yeah, what about your children and your grandchildren? Boy, I'd hate, I'd hate for one of my children and grandchildren to get left behind. I'd hate that. Oh, God in heaven, speak. God, speak. Please, God, speak. Father, I thank for those here that know the same. But part of the crowd this large is probably somebody here that's not saved. If Jesus come back tonight, they're going to get left behind. Then God, help daddies and mamas here to really pray for the children, grandchildren, keep them in church. And Oh, God, please save the children, grandchildren, every daddy and mama here that's not saved. Please, God, please, Jesus. Speak now, God, speak. Jesus, name we pray.